0: Hello, hello! How y'all doing today? It's me, Institute Zane, back at you with another podcast, and I hope all your days are going pretty well. So, today we're talking about ethics in science, today, but today our topic is specifically about GMOs. And for those of you who are probably looking at me or asking me, what exactly is a GMO? Well, I have that answer for you right now. The history of a GMO is It is called a genetically modified organism and it has become the common term consumers and popular media use to describe foods that have been created through genetic engineering. Genetic engineering, however, is a process that involves identifying the genetic information or gene that gives an organism or a plant, animal, or microorganism a desired trait, and then copying that information from the organism that has the trait, inserting that information into the DNA of another organism and then growing the new organism. The benefits, we have that coming straight from one of our doctors here from Ryan Roman. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, but here we go. He says that GMO foods may offer several advantages to to the grower and the consumer. For starters, many GMO crops have been genetically modified to express a gene that protects them against pests and insects. For example, the BT gene is commonly genetically engineered into crops like corn, cotton, and soybean. It comes from a naturally occurring bacteria known as Bacillus thuringiensis. and folks, I'm pretty sure I said that wrong, but it's okay, let's go with the flow. Alrighty, and this gene produces a protein that is toxic to several pests and insects which gives the GMO plants a natural resistance. As such, the GMO crops don't need to be exposed to harmful pesticides as often. Other GMO crops have been modified with the genes that help them survive stressful conditions, such as droughts and resist diseases like blights, resulting in a higher yield for farmers. Together, these factors help lower the cost for the farmers and the consumers because it allows greater crop yield and growth through harsher conditions. Additionally, genetic modifications can increase the nutritional value of food. For example, rice, high in beta carotene, another word I don't know how to say. That's okay, folks. Also called golden rice, a little bit easier on the tongue right there, ain't it? Was developed developed to help prevent blindness in regions where local diets are chronically deficient in vitamin A. Moreover, genetic modifications may be used simply to enhance the flavor and appearance of foods such as the non-binary non-browning apple. And now we're going to move on to some of the ethical concerns. And for you, for y'all that don't understand, that's basically means the cons. And so with that, we have. The problems that arise are like allergies with some people, cancers that may be unknown, environmental and health concerns. And for these, I feel like generally GMOs, they're not really set in stone, so we don't know much about them. So people may have underlying allergies that they don't know that might be triggered by the GMOs. But I feel like with that, the people who make the GMOs might put what is exactly in them on a nutritional value just like any other food and then we also have cancers now cancers is something that's a little scary and a little tricky because with that you have tumors that might be benign or malignant so the cancer might be terrible or it might not but at the same time cancer is not a good thing all righty folks sorry for that little segment that got cut out so right now we're talking about environmental and health concerns with these it's more about farmers because when you think about it with the environmental concerns the farmers are using many pesticides when it comes to not using gmos however with the use of gmos the plants or the weeds may become what is the word that i want to use they may become resistant to the GMO. And so the farmers may have to use more pesticides, which will eventually cause more runoff because most of America is covered with cement roads, which goes straight to our water system. So all that runoff from the pesticides are going into our groundwater, into the oceans, into the river, causing even more pollution and eventually acid rain. And then for the health concerns, obviously, with the pollution, that's going to cause many, many, many health concerns with humans. But also, going back to the allergies and cancers, that's one of the main health concerns that we have to figure out, which we don't necessarily know right now. And this, to me, can directly be related to the Frankenstein book that we have just read in our English class, where the scientist has created this thing and many people are either scared of it or hate it and it doesn't get the love that it needs and so the gmos is not very known about just like frankenstein and so people may fear it but it might bring something good to the table but at the same time it can turn and switch so easily to something that is not good for society and something that can bring down society and bring us to um rumbles. No, that's not the word, but we'll go with the flow. But anyways, in my opinion, I believe that GMOs couldn't be a good thing with more research. I just don't think we're there to the point right now where we don't know the underlying concerns, such as what will be the causes if it creates a cancer. What are we going to do? Will we know what caused the cancer? what will be some of the allergies that we're looking out for and things like that. And generally, I feel like it can bring us to some good things eventually because with global warming, I feel like we are going to need GMOs because there's going to be a lot more droughts and there's going to be a lot more things that we have to look out for, and I feel like this is a great way for us to take the first step. We just need a little bit more research, and that's about it, folks. I believe that's all for this segment, so you guys have an amazing day, and let's hit that outro.